like we we get this implied montage, you know, of Keva being like, oh, hi, I've been assigned as your as your chaperone. And oh, look, here are my compatriots who just happen to be here. And I think it just it just doesn't really fly. But the people that you are approaching here want you to think that you have succeeded in deceiving them. So they're trying to trick you into thinking that you have tricked them. But we know that they know. You only have eyes on one set of people, and presumably it's the set of people that is not likely to be doing anything because they're acting as a decoy for you. Uh, you can see there's, you know, as usual in the spaceport, there's the whirring of machines all over the place. And there's on one side of you a ship with a glass side, and inside you can see uh, a bunch of centaurans who are swimming around having their own uh, cafe experience. But you are sitting out here around uh, a couple of round tables with four of the people that you wanted to keep an eye on out of about 12 that you were hoping to keep your eyes on. Four of them are here with you and you've been drawn all the way up here to the spaceport, to this cafe. Mm -hmm. Here you are. They are making very bland, small talk, like asking you really generic questions about like, oh, and, and you know, what type of uh, is ship was this back when it was going between the stars? Was it the type of ship that engaged in uh, combat with your enemies? Or was it perhaps a trading ship? Or was it perhaps one that transported things between larger ships? Now that it is a cafe, I am curious about what it did in its previous incarnation. Kevin just kind of like looks at them for a minute and it's just sort of like, let's, let's be frank here. This is one of the ships that we took over from the sun. Oh my. I don't know. I, I don't know if it is. <laughs> <laughs> I have heard only the briefest of descriptions of this history. Perhaps you could regale us with details of how that came to be. Well, let me ask you, what have you heard about the sun? I had heard that the sun was a false star that was hmm, providing what is the term uh, false premises to the people living on a space station, was it? This person you are speaking to looks kind of like a, uh, what's the word, a cockatoo. Mm. The cockatoo look about this person is is largely the head with the, the feathered crest, and they, they have a feathered body as well. Uh, but they have uh, four arms, and the arms end in these uh, sort of uh, four-digit talons. And uh, their legs are fairly standard legs. Like, they're not bird legs. The legs are also feathered. And they do have a, a tail that comes out from the back. There's no wings. This is sort of like a squat, muscular cockatoo person. White plumage uh, with a, a yellow beak, which they are using to speak. Uh, intelligent eyes. They have four of them for uh, four eyes. And, uh, yeah, the outfit that they're wearing is... Uh, it's got a lot of ruffles to it. Like it looks like a very sleek material in uh, greens and blues with a lot of ruffles around the, the neck and the arm holes and such. Uh, no sleeves and uh, the pants to match with uh, this ruffly stuff sticking out uh, at the knees and the ankles as well. Okay. The Sun was a group of corrupt individuals from one of our planets that got swallowed by the emergency uh, and consumed um, and they were a group of a, a military installation that then, um, decided to take over that space station you were talking about for their supplies and all of that. And eventually their space station was, well, mostly dismantled and removed from that space station by a group of revolutionaries who mm. now hold a lot of power here. A fascinating and mm, inspiring tale, no doubt. These mm, revolutionaries are the 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 rulers of this city now, mm, yes? Mm, no. Mm, you would think after all the effort that they put forth to set things right that... Mm, there would be more uh, deference and respect paid mm, to them. They have deference and respect. Don't get me wrong, but they aren't in charge of everything. Hmm. I see. Ah. Uh, hmm. I see. Perhaps. Hmm. Perhaps there is wisdom in that in that approach. And uh, the 
the other two come from inside. They're similar. They uh, similar in appearance. They have different colored plumage. Uh, the other one who is out here with you is one of these particulate tubes, sort of twisting about itself. The particulate tube has not spoken at any point during these entire proceedings and has just been floating along the whole while. Uh, but the uh, bird person to whom you are speaking was introduced as Escra with the uh, pronouns he and him. Mm-hmm. Escra accepts a cup from uh, one of the other two other uh, bird people and uh, dips his beak into it briefly and uh, does that little thing as uh, he attempts to to drink it, clearly used to drinking from different types of receptacle and says, mm, a strange, mm, uh, uh, slightly uh, bitter uh, taste flavor to this uh, beverage that you that you have. Uh, a a, a, co- a coffee. Hmm. Yep, coffee. This was the this is the, the the recommended the recommended beverage then. Well, I don't know if they recommend it, but it depends on your tastes. Do you like bitter? We could always sweeten it up with some sugar sweetener. It gives a, a bird smile, which involves the eyes kind of crinkling upwards into those upwards arcs that you see in in happy eyes and happy faces, and tilting uh, his head to the side. He says, mm, <laughs> "Yes, uh, sweetening sweetening the pot, as it were, is um yes, uh, perhaps part of the." Mm, reason that my compatriots are in, in negotiations, yes, with your uh, your merchants' collective. Yes. Always good to offer mm, a sweetener to things that may seem at first mm, uh, unfamiliar or bitter even. Uh, so what do you want to get out of this situation? What moves do you want to make here? We could spend uh, a very long time <laughs> going through these essentially meaningless conversations that they are doing to try and soccer, really. I think, like, Keva is getting an idea of what they are all about. And I think that at this point, I think Keva wants to kind of scare them off and think, oh, wow, this is just a band of dangerous, powerful revolutionaries. We don't want to get mixed up with these people. Okay. Good. What are what's the what's the rest of the myriad up to while this is happening? Are you all here together, or did some of you break off? Uh, oh, I hope they broke off there. I'm trying to find the other members of the uh, delegation. Ditto. Okay. So, um, is Ollie? So, is Ollie still here? Ollie will go with them. <laughs> okay. So it's just Keva that's been. You're still Keva is still with them up here, mm-hmm. and Ollie, Jojo, and Reaching have tried to make their exits at various points here. Let's see how that's going, and then we'll pop back here and see how Keva's intimidation efforts are going. Oh, I just totally had an amazing idea. All right, hold on to it. You're you're hunting. Okay, so what does this uh, what does this look like? And we'll figure out what we're going to roll for it. Um, reaching is trying to run coordination for the other two on the ground, if that makes sense to y'all, and working with the Logistark to um, try to figure out where. If the other group has further splintered and okay. uh, where they went and what they might be doing. So re- right. reaching's on a rooftop or jumping from roof to roof, um, trying to run coordination. All right. And Jojo and Ollie, are you together or is Ollie with reaching and Jojo's on their own? Or what's the what's the distribution of the party at this moment? We've got up on the mountain at the spaceport, Keva. Further down in the city, on a rooftop, reaching. Ollie and Jojo. I think Ollie would probably be with reaching. Okay. Makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Jojo will just be parkouring. Okay. Parkour. Another reason why Ollie wouldn't be with him. <laughs> <laughs> Ollie would have to be on his back. Mm-hmm. Um, on their back, yeah. All right. So let's, uh, I guess let's do some rolls. We're in a desperate position, which means that the desperate in this case is not like, oh, you're under attack or people are shooting guns at you. The desperate is uh, we don't know where these people are and they've scattered so that's the desperation there we don't know where they are we're trying to find them uh do you want to do like a group role for finding them or do you want to do individual stuff to reflect that you're searching separately what's the goal here uh i was gonna do a what's it called uh a warfare role i don't know if you all had different ideas about how you were gonna search okay um wayfair i think would have a limited effect because it's not about uh, finding people. It's just about moving through. Um, so oh, it would have a limited effect. Like you'd be, because you're essentially, you're trying to just cover as much ground as possible and hoping to run into them by wayfaring. And that's, I think how that would approach would be limited effect. Yeah. Something like uh, trace would probably be more effective here in looking specifically for someone or shadow 
even perhaps. Oh, you'd have to find them first. I wonder, could I use Tune to try to, like, I don't know, find the bad vibes I got from the sea cucumber before? You could give it a shot, yeah. That's certainly because you've you've had that encounter. Uh, you might have better luck finding uh, someone of that same species or at least someone of that same disposition. Yeah, I think I'll try that. Okay, we'll call that desperate and we'll put it a standard effect for you. A double okay. ones. Double ones. What's with right. these double doubles tonight? I like it. I think Matt put the fooey on us. Um, okay, well, the good news is you get an experience in semiosis. So uh, congratulations Thank on you. that. <laughs> uh, okay, so. Your head explodes. No heads exploding here, uh, but let's see here. I want to make sure that I am approaching this properly. Desperate consequences. What if we just had that disease where it feels like your head is exploding and it's not? Okay. Uh, so what happens here is, okay, yeah, serious obstacle. Okay, I know. Uh, what happens here is you are charging through the across the, the rooftops and such of, uh, of the city of Medleystead. And as you are approaching, what neighborhood should we have this in? Okay, it's desperate. So I'm going to say the free medical hospital compound. Uh, you land on top of a, you know, a large, wide fungus roof here. And I think a lot of the roofs, the fungus roofs here are red with white spots. And the, the white spots have been coaxed uh, to appear in like the, the shape of a cross. So that's how you recognize like clinics and, and medical buildings as they've got the red fungus roof, like a big mushroom cap with uh, with white cross spots on it in various sizes distributed across them. So you land on top of one of these roofs, you know, it's, it's a little bit spongy, but you can, you can feel that it's solid, of course, otherwise you wouldn't be running across them. And there's that smell of cinnamon and disinfectant and people bustling about in the streets below, you know, someone looks up at you and, you know, squints a bit against the uh, glare of the of the solar array and then it's like oh that's oh that's the that's the shark person and they give you a little wave a little hesitant wave i wave back and they smile and continue on about their day and uh, in that moment you notice that you hadn't really realized it but you're holding that shell in your hand and it's it's very warm in fact it's hot and it's starting to burn your hand as you hold on to it uh, and just as it is reaching like this white, hot, glowing heat, there's a sound in the air behind you, like a tearing of fabric. And as you turn your head, there is suddenly a knife sweeping down towards your neck. And you take the level three harm lacerated oh my exploding head wasn't off the money then <laughs> uh i would very much like to resist that okay how do you want to resist this i mean it's probably going to be kinesis let's see you've got you've got options of course you've got your melody option uh you can declare armor i think that would take most of your load uh, or you can just yeah. resist it old school i think i'll just spend my melody for this one okay you mark off your melody, and that's uh, hits keep coming. You can play your melody to completely avoid harm from attacking combat or to push yourself during a fight. In this case, completely avoid harm. So how do you react to this sweeping blade slashing down towards your neck? Uh, I think I'll hot potato the shell at the knife. Okay. All right. Uh, so the knife is sweeping down, and you toss the shell up towards it, and the knife sweeps to the side like a sudden desperate swerve one that would be impossible for an arm with bones in it to make but this one uh, arm somehow manages to just move the knife out of the way so that it does not strike and shatter the shell and the shell kind of skitters away to a different part of the rooftop it's leaving a bit of a scorch mark but seems to be cooling down nothing's on fire and you turn around and before you, you see that person again, the one you battled at the outpost. And they have one, they have that knife in one of their noodly, long noodly arms in the front. And they're standing in that ready pose again with their thicker clawed legs digging into the mushroom roof and the other four of their arms drawing knives from their belt. And their beak opens up again and this time, the sound that it emits, there's a, a moment after it emits the sound, and then you hear like a speak and spell type voice from a device that it is wearing on its clipped to its knife belt. And the voice says, we meet once more, warrior. 
And I think we will cut from there to see what Ollie and Reaching are up to. Oh, fuck. What are we I up can't to? can't be left unsupervised. <laughs> You're getting into an anime battle. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Pretty normal uh, state of affairs. For- that, yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is the one thing Jojo was built to do. Now, what I'm going to do here is I'm going to create a clock. Yep. Um, for this mission. And this clock is something that you need to fill in order to find and figure out what's going on with at least one of these groups uh, of people. So I'm going to create this clock and everyone can contribute to filling it in different ways. Uh, And it's going to be a six tick clock. I'm going to put the clock name as surveillance and I'm going to make one other clock. Oh no, I don't like other clock. And the second clock is a four tick clock and that is to find a connection to the game okay. if it exists. So everyone involved can contribute to either or both of these clocks and you just tell me what you're doing to contribute to them. So Ollie and Reaching is your focus right now on, well, obviously your focus right now is probably on finding one of these groups, right? Yep. I was going to okay. suggest a group Wayfair or um, Trace rather. What do you think? Yeah, I'm okay. sorry, I'm pulling up my sheet. Um, you have right. one in Trace looks like. Okay. We can do and that. Reaching also has one in Trace. Okay. Uh, so Desperate, I think using Trace here and your knowledge of the city, I will say that this is uh, this is great effect because you know this city very well, the two of you. Oh, yeah. Nice. Yay. Okay. No stress for anybody. Reaching got a six. Only got a four. So with great effect, that ticks this clock up by three. We're still... Never mind. I'm, I'm sorry. I got confused. Okay. You're good at this game. Yeah. As you no. are... What? Sorry, what's that, Ollie? No, I, ju- I just said I know. I'm, I'm surprised. <laughs> I was just so taken aback that we had rolled decently. I thought you said no. I was like, what? I'm like, that's <laughs> fair, to be honest. <laughs> mm. uh, okay, no. so you are making your way through the rooftops, and uh, you find yourselves uh, making uh, your way over to... You're making your way back up to the spaceport as you follow these signs, but a different part of the spaceport. You are following towards them and eventually you see in the distance a huge mining freighter uh, up in the sort of the outskirts of the spaceport here. This massive old uh, mining freighter that looks like it has the telltale aesthetics and technology of the uh, of the logistocracy fleet and you know obviously it is grounded and it's been converted into something or other. It, it doesn't seem to have any official records of what's actually happening there. There's just, it looks like it might be abandoned, but the clues, the trails seem to be leading you in this direction. And so you're making a way towards it and you can see there appears to be some activity going on uh, outside one of the loading bays of this mining freighter. What kind of activity? From where you are right now, it's hard to tell. There's, There's some movement out there. It looks like there might be some people there. What do you think? Should we head over there? Love would like you to maintain this position. I'm going to try to get closer. Okay, I'll keep my eyes peeled. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, I'll be shouting. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. Ollie, you have... Hmm, I'm just looking at the gear available. There doesn't seem to be, like, binoculars. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. I'm like, we've got magnifying oh. lenses. <laughs> just not binoculars. I think that maybe... <laughs> Like a multi-tool, we can say. Under mm-hmm. analysis pack, it says optical scanners. Okay, yeah, there's that. Uh, yeah, optical scanners, other equipment for scientific analysis. Yeah, that could probably work. Uh, survival pack, well, we're not in the wilderness right now. You've got your basic comms. I can declare my scope lens, which is a weightless piece of gear. It's an eyepiece equipped with high zoom and full spectrum filter. I mean, that sounds good. <laughs> I'll hand that to Ollie. It costs me no weight because it's uh, italic. Okay. Yeah. It's a signature gear for you. Great. Okay. Ollie, Ollie will take it. Okay. Um, looking through it, you can see that indeed some of the people from your dossiers are down there. And like they're just outside of this uh, this secondary, looks like a secondary loading bay door. And they're having a conversation with some people that you can't really make out. We're standing just inside the ship. But they uh, appear to be talking to each other. And it does not appear to be a hostile interaction. As you are moving closer here, reaching, uh, do you want to do you want to be seen or do you want to not be seen? 
I would prefer to remain unseen. Okay. Um, probably shadow in that case. Um, Ollie, do you want to help out by like giving directions and? Oh yeah. Um, Ollie will you know let them know where they're located right now, and if they move at all, um, Ollie will let them know. Okay. Uh, so you take a stress for assistance, and then reaching, you can get an extra die for your move there. Uh, this will be a standard effect to sneak up to them. All right. Probably shadow. Ollie is on Overwatch. All right. Yeah. Ah. Six. There we go. Uh, yeah, that Overwatch uh, die helped, I think, is a one and then a six. <laughs> Feast and famine. Exactly. Uh, so yeah, mark your experience in Kinesis there. I'm so good at this game with my best friend and love. <laughs> Uh, did you both mark uh, an experience in analysis for your group trace that you did? Oh, you yeah. Best yeah, we did. We'll okay, take good. it. Yeah, just want to make sure. Uh, okay, so you are able to sneak right up to them and, like, not right up to them, but you're close enough that you can hear them now. And, like, if you have some equipment that might help you, like, hear them better or, like, get a better look without making a big deal out of it, you've already used, given your scope lens over to Ollie, but. If there's anything else you could use in the analysis pack they got microscopes no microscopes i'm misunderstanding what that means mm. literally <laughs> i'm so dumb i thought it was one of those scopes that you can point at people to hear them but <laughs> i am very smart i promise i have tracking beacons okay also so a, a signal back to your lens i'm sure it's going to be linked to other computers networks it's just a signal okay they beam a signal back to your scope lens so maybe ollie could overhear them if i can get closer yeah, if you like, if you can get one of those trackers down towards where they are, then Ollie will hear it, and you and Ollie have secure comms that you can share that on. Awesome. Yeah, I'll do that if I can. Uh, for sure. I think this move will will move towards the clock uh, that you're going to do. How do you want to get it down there? What action do you want to take? <laughs> yeah, I still want to be quiet. It could be finesse, maybe? Finesse something into or out of someone's pocket. I mean, that seems reasonable. How close am I? I would say you are, like, on the roof of, like, maybe the next ship over, on the top of the next ship over. Okay. Yeah, I try to pick my target as someone who is either wearing clothing or someone who will not, like, obviously not one of the people who are particulate masses. <laughs> yeah, probably harder to get it on them. Someone who wouldn't notice a, a small piece of gear on themselves, like, ideally someone wearing clothing okay and uh, i'm running close but i'm I'm gonna gonna do myself a little charm veil just in case just to be super sure okay uh currently we have uh i think three harmony at the moment because oh. you started with two and then there was a sixes yeah. there was a six in that assisted action that you did then maybe i'll just do yeah i'm gonna take one of the harmony and do a finesse Okay. Uh, yeah. So this is your position is still desperate here. I think with this finesse. Mm, okay. It's standard effect. Okey-doke. With your powers combined. Yeah. I think you're close enough and good enough at this kind of thing. You could be standard effects. Got a four. Okay. You got a four. All right. Uh, so I'm going to tick the clock up by two for standard effects. I'm so good at this. Espionage. Yes. Okay. Get it. Um, so the, the tracker lands on the, uh, on the back of one of these bird type people who's wearing a, uh, a a hooded outfit it's like a what's what am i thinking of like a, a not a sweater a jacket it's, it's just like a hooded jacket like a light hooded jacket type thing that they're wearing over their looks like a a, a red bodysuit and uh, this bird person uh similar build again they got the three arms with the similar claws and the, the stout legs and uh the bird that this person most resembles if we're looking at earth birds would be a toucan and that they have a very long prominent beak and their feathers are black with uh, some white over the belly and the neck and uh, they also have four eyes and their four eyes are, are yellow in color with the, with the pupil in the middle so are we gonna run into quay at some point into quay no <laughs> well who knows uh but no because quay is from a copyrighted property um so well, yes yeah, i'm gonna a... make another copyright joke <laughs> uh, <laughs> Someone yeah, eerily so the, similar to, but legally distinct <laughs> enough from Quay. Uh, yeah, so it's a, a toucan person with four arms, again, no wings on this person. Uh, and I think the, the little tracer lands in the hood, in one of the folds of the hood uh, in the back there. So the audio is not perfect, uh, but you are able to hear. And they are talking to the people on the inside. And this person is saying, 
Well, I understand that there are some obstacles to the distribution of the product, but we were assured by our contact that you would be able to circumvent the usual uh, procedures that are required here. Uh, have we been misled as to the capabilities of your organization? And um, the voice that you hear from the inside is, uh, it sounds just like a human voice and the person says, you have not been misled, but what you will find is that they run a pretty tight ship here in Medleystead, and a lot of people are mistrusting of anything coming in from the outside. Given our history, I hope you can understand that. We're working on it, but we need time before we can move it in and distribute it as much as you want. And so that conversation is, is continuing, and Ollie and Reaching, you're both hearing it. Yes, so that's what's going on over there. Uh, let's zip back up to Keva. What's your great idea that you had? Keva's going to take them on a tour. Okay. Another another place to tour. And it's like the sparring grounds. Like, it's basically a gym, but it's also, it has a sparring area. Okay. And this is, are you staying in the, you're in the same neighborhood now. So, Ollie and Reaching, are you... Are you looping Keva in on what's happening here? This is closer to the bazaar. You're heading back down into the into the city. Mm -hmm. Okay, so was there an update, uh, or are you too far away for that kind of update, or too busy for that kind of update right now, Ollie? And reaching. I mean, Ollie could give an update if, as long as it could be, you know, received from that distance. Yeah, I think you can send as long as it's uh, not something that. Like, you can't necessarily encrypt it, so it would need to be, like, something in code or, like, a code word that you'd establish beforehand. Maybe, like, yeah. the plan is, you know, move your group out of the area because we're coming in here now or something. Yeah, um, I'm not sure what code word we would have come up with, but I, I think that we probably want something that's not so, you know, obvious, like, the so far the plan is going, you know, as expected, or we found someone, so... You know, I, I assume we'd have a key phrase for things going well, a key phrase for we need help, and key phrase for shit's hit the fan. Situation is umbrella jam. Repeat umbrella <laughs> jam. <laughs> Jolly needs a new pair of shoes. So, so Ollie will use the code for everything's going well. Okay. Uh, so, Kevin, you got that code as you're, uh, and you're moving your group down to the sparring grounds and what's happening down there? So Keva is like, well, I'm sure that you all would like to see the bazaar since your main interest is trade. But on the way there, perhaps you'd like to see some local celebrities. Uh, local uh, celebrities. Ah, hmm. Yes, we are always uh, interested to meet uh, great people in any uh, civilization uh, that we meet. Please, uh, yes, we would love to meet your, uh, your best and brightest. Well, Eskra Beskra says, uh, getting to to his feet and gesturing for his other birds and the still silent particulate tube. It's a little bit harder to meet some of them, but I'm pretty sure we can talk to, well, no, we, we can't talk to her because <laughs> you, you don't, you don't want to talk to her. Um, and then Keva's like, well, we can see one of the revolutionaries. I don't know if we'll be able to talk to them, but I do know I do have a line on a psychic goat. A psychic, a uh, psychic goat. Ah, ah, yes, of course, that would be fantastic. And I say, and as you're moving uh, down into the area, so uh, is Jolly meeting you at the sparring ground? No. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, Jolly will throw down, but uh... <laughs> Jolly is kinetically throwing a bunch of like fucking military goons around. <laughs> she would. She would. No but... doubt about it. I don't think she's uh, Emran's sparring partner, though, here, because that's that's one of the celebrities that uh, Keppa is going to have them observe uh, okay. intimidation. OK, so you're going to try and and scare them a bit about this and uh, put the put the fear in them. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So tell us how this how this looks as it's happening. So um, I would say like this is on the outside of the bazaar area, but it's basically a big gym with outside areas um and oh wow wouldn't you believe I, I i knew that this was his favorite sparring place and here's one of our revolutionaries emran pak uh i don't know who emran's sparring sparring with mike do you have any ideas uh 
what was the name of that jacked fish cyborg friend that we had uh from oh oh the paracuda lady oh just a second i'll i'll have her name in just a moment uh okay so oh so they're here okay i didn't know they were in the city that's good uh so kevin messaged uh amber just to clue him in just to basically say coming by with some narcs uh ignore us what (laughs) (laughs) to use uh vernacular yeah i'm perfectly happy for the enduring loop to be in in medley stead yeah, uh, I think the person that you are speaking of is Ravening Zenith. That was it. Yes. Yeah. Ravening was... Zenith, a silently burning light destroys the water's edge. A oh, barracuda-like cyborg centauran with just super jacked arms. Yeah. So Keva is like, oh, it's a member of the Enduring Loop and Emran Pak. Uh, ravaging Zenith and they're sparring. And she kind of just kind of stands there and watches. I'm sure there's probably other gym bros, like gym gal, uh, friends, gym fam watching. Oh yeah. This is like, this is the, the scene in the matrix, you know, where they're like Morpheus is fighting Neo. Morpheus is fighting Neo. And everyone scrambles <laughs> in to watch. It's like, they're finally fighting. <laughs> this is yeah, like when I mean, Garrus and Mas- um, Shepard have the uh the shoot off in Mass Effect. Oh 3. yeah. Yeah. I think like probably Emrin doesn't do this kind of sparring exposition oh, often. Like not maybe not ever. So, you know, wh- whatever it is that brought uh Ravening Zenith and Emrin Pock out to spar together, it's just every people are just like dropping everything. There's notifications going out on social media over the wave. People are taking videos <laughs> of this happening. It's everyone is super duper psyched to see like that's that's Emrin Pock. That's Emrin Pock. Yeah, so I think the excitement there will also uh, 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 mm, what's the word I'm looking for? Will also increase the uh, the impact of this here. I want to make it very clear that Keva is not being Keva right now. She's like disguised. Okay, so it's the scene from Robin Hood, <laughs> like in like in manner or physically disguised. Oh, physically disguised, ah, just. We're- just so that people aren't like, oh, and Keva's here. Oh, is Keva going to fight? You know, I, I don't want people to be like, oh, Keva Derma, noted, uh, also revolutionary to these people. Because she's just trying to be show schmo. Uh, okay. What so Ke- Keva has put on a hat. <laughs> and sunglasses. Hat and sunglasses. Yeah, the, the you, well, obviously no silver hair. It is fully retracted. Okay. Um, so what role do you want to do here? I don't know if this is bluff. Is there a role for wife guy? Is, do they have that? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think this could, this could well be bluff. Yeah. I don't see why not. Can we get a plus one with a bunch of friends helping me on the side there? Um, let's see here. I think, like I said, I think the fact that this is like a celebrity event and everyone's super excited about it will increase the impact of the of the action that you do uh you have two harmony available and you can of course push yourself uh if you want i am going to push myself okay go for it the two stress so that's a total of three or two die or yeah you can also you have won't go quiet as well you can spend your melody to push yourself when trying to connect with or persuade people that's an option you could take famous bluffing uh, you're trying to persuade them that you're dangerous and they shouldn't mess with you right that's not dangerous obviously but kevin's plenty Kev dangerous, very <laughs> dangerous. <laughs> i know that kevin's dangerous you know that kevin's dangerous i'm not saying that she's Kev trying to be playing like... the part of a non-dangerous person okay yes yep. yes the point is that we as a collective mm-hmm should not be messed with this city is full of crazy people <laughs> but actually we had like people in the sky who were just like you know what let's be bees Why not? <laughs> you know what we have the technology and i think the world has already ended let's be bees yeah. there's an ai there's several ai there's people who for no reason like to jump across dimensions there's an evil devil train <laughs> All right, so are you using your melody to push yourself or your stress to push yourself here? I, I did stress. Uh-uh. Okay, you're keeping your melody in your back pocket there. So that's... Okay, are you going to... So you're pushing yourself for uh, extra die. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, good, yeah, good, all right. Good things. Good vibes, good vibes, good vibes. We're at two. Yeah, so roll your, roll your bluff there. Let's good see energy. how we do. Yes! Six, very nice. Good energy. 
Okay, so I think that in doing this, they are, um, I think you, you achieve your effect. Like when these people go home, they are going to tell whoever they're reporting to, like, um, like we need to be super cautious here because they have some wild ass superheroes over there. <laughs> like the, the sparring match between Emrin and, uh, and Ravening Zenith, I mean, is probably just a kinetic masterpiece of destruction like the field is set up with like you know nanobots build up a variety of, of obstacles and it's like an american gladiator style set or something and over the course of this friendly sparring match with like padded weapons and stuff the two of them just completely devastate the entire arena like all of the constructed obstacles are just dust by the end of this like they can rebuild it's nano it's nanobots but it's just in watching it, the effect is if you are on their side, like you're going, hell yeah. If yeah. you are potentially thinking of fighting them, you're like maybe peeing your pants a little or a lot at this. Yeah. Like would Emran be using his powers here? Like to build stuff, like grab like big hands coming out of the ground. Or if Emran has been clued in, I don't think so because Emran is doing this for Keva, you know, to like, hey, let's put on an exhibition and you know, publicly intimidate these dignitaries. No holds barred spar match between the two two of the craziest people in the city, then yeah. But right now Emran is okay. holding back um on purpose just so they don't what have capable of. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I think Ravening Zenith uh yeah. likewise is I don't think you've ever actually seen her fight like you've on only screen. Been I don't threatened think. with the idea of it. Yeah. Um but yeah, yeah it's I mean, when she trained trained with her once. Mm -hmm. if i remember okay yeah like she her movements are perfect like there is not a wasted micrometer of motion in her fighting like she moves only when she absolutely must and then when she does move it's in exactly the right way and it's uh you know a, a testament to emran's own abilities you know even though he has retired from this kind of life the uh the muscle memory the power of that training that has been built into him and the you know the you know let's face it the trauma of having had to be a child soldier it's still in there and you know his movements have that power that almost wildness to them but it's still directed still controlled and the combination of these two wildly different styles and uh ravening zenith fights with uh um ravening zenith is in this way kind of like Jackie Chan in that she will just take what is around her to use as a weapon. So, you know, uh, oh God, she's a, got a precious a vase. Ladder. Yeah. A vase, whatever's there. Uh, so that's, you know, it's, it's a very impressive, amazing thing. Like uh, this would be a huge budget moment, this battle between them, just the crashing, the thunder and the raucous cheering of the audience. Uh, wow, yeah. Cool. Uh, as I, I see you're, you have a very impressive, uh, individuals in your in your city are these are, are these typical of your of your warriors yeah pretty much i mean we've all gone through a lot of serious shit i mean there are people who are even more dangerous yeah they're definitely <laughs> more dangerous people keva says thinking um i mean like you're just having a friendly match yeah they're, they're just doing this for fun i mean i would not want to go head to head with the spider queen that would and i think um his terrifying. despite his uh his best efforts to control it his crest uh flattens very slightly against his head he's spider spider queen it's oh yes i see and uh he he turns back to watch the last moments of the duel and as uh we see emrin's blade come uh, padded blade, of course, come roaring down. The scene transitions in its passage, Star Wars style, from this sparring ground to a battle not too far away on the rooftop as the knives of this person swing into motion, heading towards Jojo. What do you do? You know, I think last time I fought very defensively whilst trying to figure this creature out. So I think this time I may try to catch it off guard by just kind of going full out from the start. Okay. Uh, yeah. So you charge in. Uh, you are still in a desperate position here, but 
Um, yeah, give it a roll. Let's see how we do. What action well, you want to take? I'm guessing skirmish, right? Skirmish, yeah. No, a one uh, and a two. I'm uh, taking all your sixes. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm back to normal. Yeah. Two, one, two. I'm, I'm nothing if not consistent. The old one, two. Huh. <laughs> okay. Uh, so, yeah, you, you go in swinging. And I think the issue here is that in your last encounter, you had to figure out the unfamiliar fighting style of this person. And you did. And uh, the issue is those weren't their only tricks. So you are charging in ready for, like maybe you've been training for, or preparing for, or, you know, theory crafting in your head. You know, uh, what's the, what's that um, chess show? Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit, yeah. Even Queen's Gambit style, uh, you know, uh, envisioning how the, your next battle would go. But uh, the your, your opponent here just has a completely different fighting style for you this time. And as you charge in, expecting the type of fight that you've done before. Instead, it's just uh, like almost a 180. They're doing a completely different set of moves on you. Um, and I think logically here, I can't reduce the level of impact <laughs> below two. <laughs> <laughs> or below standard. I guess I couldn't. Yeah, that's four or five only. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, so your punches, are you using your like soul energy, your spirit energy in your attack here? Yeah, I imagine I'm just always doing that just because I have the reverie school thing and I have potency and unarmed. And okay. I don't like suffer anything, any penalties for, you know, fighting folks who do have weapons. So, okay. I think what your opponent does here is they, they whip one of their um, noodly limbs around your punching arm and you can hear a bit of a sizzle as your spirit energy uh, burns their uh, their flesh a bit, but they very slightly adjust the trajectory of your strike down into the roof below you, destroying it. And the consequence here is that I'm going to add three heat to your mission for destroying property in this way. I mean, what of destruction of property, if not remodeling enduring? Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you can, of course, you can always uh, resist consequences, but that's the consequence there. Now add three heat as Jojo inadvertently, uh, but in full view of the people on the street below, destroys the roof of this clinic. Okay. Uh, yeah, so it, it uh, smashes through and the two of you are uh, on the, like, broken edge of the roof here and, like, sort of balancing and uh, they retract their arm and they say, Hi, Leo, through way, you as they go into yet a different fighting position with their knives ready. They said their name is Lito Thruway? Yes. Well, I'm not Lito Thruway. I'm Jojo. Joe, Joe. Worthy. And they come for you again. Um, we're going to briefly cut back to what's going on with Ollie and Reaching. Uh, so you've heard that information. You are very close to having figured out what's going on here. What do you want to do? Ollie, Reaching? <laughs> I'm not sure. What happened? Like a, a, the missing piece here would either be figuring out who it is that they're talking to or what it is that they're talking about moving would be maybe the missing piece of this puzzle. I mean, uh, what, could we just listen in some more to see, you know, whether or not they actually make reference to that? Yeah, you can you can just keep listening if you want, for sure. You can try to like nudge things one way or another, or you can try to get a better look inside. Um, you can tap in the Logistark or something to maybe see what moves around from this area. Like, you got options. If you want to just listen, that's fine. We've got, uh, I think that's probably Shadow, Spy or Eavesdrop. How are we feeling? Mike, what do you think? I want to get another one of the tracking beacons into that room, ideally on the person, the, the other person. That's what I want to do. If I can patch in the Logistark to, like, start moving things, that's also okay. another thing. But I think reaching wants reconnaissance on both parties. Okay. Um, Ollie, do you want to support this role? Like, Yeah. Okay. Uh, so I guess Ollie is, like, maybe trying to mark the target. Because yeah. you've got on that scope lens, let's see, it's got full-spectrum filters. So you can probably, like, infrared type thing. Even if you can't see their face, you can at least see where they are and uh, paint that target. Uh, All right. Okay. So you take a stress for assist and um, Joe, uh, no, reaching through the night. This is probably either finesse or trace. I mean, if you want to shoot it in there, specifically get it on the person rather than throw it. Well, I guess that's attack with precision. So trace or finesse, I could see either one working here. I think um, I'm going to take another harmony as well, if that's okay with the party. You got Go two left. Go for it. Okay. 
I'm going to roll three dice, and then, yeah, I think finesse. I'm going to get uh, in there. Okay, so you're taking a harmony. Are you pushing yourself? to? I might need that stress. I only have four left, so. Okay, because your finesse is one die, right? And if you, you're getting help from Ollie, so that's two. Okay, all right, and then the third one is from the harmony. All right, go for it. Let me do this. You're desperate. This will, again, be standard effects. That's a six. That's Woo. a six. Oh, yeah. Harmony six. Okay. Nice. Uh, I'm going to fill that clock for you. Okay. As you should. Ah. All right. So you've uh, filled it there, and I'm and uh, so that overfills the clock. I'm actually, because of what you're about to learn, going to put one of those ticks into a different clock, uh, an overflow one, because you you can't necessarily see the face of the person, but you get that tracer onto one of the people on the inside, and by pulling in the logistark as well, you can run sort of a, a quick like a voice recognition voice matching kind of thing like does this voice match anyone who has spoken on the public record or anyone who has uploaded anything and with the logistarks assistance and she's like mm, just give me a moment listening through and um she says i have a match and pauses for a moment Ooh, bad news and uh she sends you a uh, a picture of the person whose voice you've been hearing talking. And you get the name of Orson Ye. Orson Ye is a former logistocracy sergeant. So the logistark is familiar with him. And his current affiliation is with the Free Realms Commission. There were spies. <laughs> I was right. Well, we don't know if they're spies because, I mean, the Free Realms Commission. Are pirates. They are pirates. Yeah. Um, okay, so that's the information. You know the Free Realms Commission is moving something for uh, Cable that they're not officially uh, supposed to be moving. So uh, Orson is the person that you get the ID on, and yeah, Free Realms Commission is doing something with Cable, and it's not enough to confirm the Logistark's suspicions. But one of the people that she had on her list of, I think this person might be, you know, capable of or able to do this kind of video game work. One of those people is uh, here talking with this group. So there's a tenuous connection, which is why I'm putting one of those ticks in the game connection clock for you. Uh, but with that, you have succeeded at this mission. You have done what you were hired to do, or what you were engaged to do by the Bizarre Merchants Collective, which leaves us with Jojo and Lido Thruway on the shattered roof of this clinic. Do you get in, like, do you broadcast a, or do you send out a, uh, like, mission complete thing? Yeah, mission success. What is, uh, what is their reaction from Ollie and Reaching to learning this? Um, Reaching likes to maintain a business demeanor on a mission, so it's just, all right, I want... I'd like recordings of everything that we were able to grab, and we're going to try to clean it up when I get back. We need to bookmark uh, surveillance for Vok, and maybe we could talk to Emran. I know they're close. Yeah, uh, Ali is just like, yikes, because that's how Ali rules. <laughs> uh, yeah, what's the, what's the keyword for mission complete that you text out? Oh, jeez. Boondoggle. Um, boondoggle. Boondoggle. <laughs> so, uh, Keva, as we see the uh, the... Sparring match ends, and uh, Emran and Ravaging Zenith like do that warrior hand clasp thing, you know, and uh, and you know I think um, what is it? Uh, Ravening, Ravening, not Ravaging. Ravening Zenith like throws one of her super jacked arms around Emran's shoulders, and they're like, hey, and like they wander off to go get a drink or something together. Um, so Keva, you get the boondoggle notice. What do you do? It gives a slight smile, and it's like. Okay, anyone want to go get some ice cream or cheese? And uh, we'll fade out on that part of the scene with um, Escarbeskra looking up and saying, Ah, I have heard of this cheese and would be delighted to try it. It's made from cow's fluids. And goats and sheep. Uh, yes. Fascinating. So we'll fade out on that too. So we see... Uh, this last standing here, Jojo, you get the boondoggle uh, notice, comes into your uh, into your earpiece through your conch shell communicator, and Lido Thruway is coming towards you with their knives. 
Uh, you're standing on the precipice of the shattered roof. The people below are people below are, are panicking. There's a there's a superhero fight going on above them. Uh, people are running for cover. It's not clear exactly what's happened inside the clinic with the roof collapsing, but we'll we'll uh, we'll deal with that when we get to it. Or you could deal with it now. Your call. Ooh. Hmm. Does it sound like people are hurt down there, or is it just like a general panic? General, like from the streets, general panic. From inside the clinic, it's uh, it's hard to tell because the roof caved in. So like the parts of the roof are like in the middle of collapsing into the clinic. It looks like the clinic is a couple of, like it's a two floor, two story building, this clinic that you're on. So it's collapsed into the top floor of it. And like it's not entirely clear. There's a lot of dust and debris going on. Oh, sounds like Jojo's gonna make a choice between like safeguarding the community and, and finishing the fight. Mm-hmm. Mm. You know how much I like to tug on the strings that you give me on your characters. I know, oh uh, no, this is actually, this is super solid. Uh, you know what? I think given that, you know, now that they have exchanged names uh, and are basically, in JoJo's eyes, formal rivals at this point, um, I think, you know, there will be more battles in the future. I think, and, you know, hearing, getting the boondoggle signal, I think JoJo will focus on preventing the roof from collapsing. Okay. You're going to hop down into the clinic? I believe so. Okay. Uh, So, yeah, you you leap lightly down into the clinic as uh, Leto is coming at you with the knives. So uh, Leto is still pursuing you um, as you jump down here. So it's something we'll have to keep in mind as we go through this. Uh, you get down into there and you can see that there are things, you know, there there's things are collapsed. You can hear noises like alarms and stuff going off. Um, from the shape of some of the rubble, it looks like there might be things under it. It's hard to tell if it's things or people. You can see a, uh, a tube over in the corner that you know would be the kind of tube that would move people up and down from the first to the second floor um, of this clinic and it is currently unobstructed there looks like there is a bit of blood at the edge of it uh i will investigate just to ensure that no one is trapped underneath uh yeah basically i'll I'll move it to i suppose an empty part of the room okay uh all right sorry what are you moving to the empty part of the room the uh, the rubble that seems to have fallen over the blood spot. Oh, sorry. The, there's a blood spot at the edge of the like elevator tube kind of thing. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, all right, I'll investigate that then. Make sure no one's hurt. Okay. Um, you get over there and you can see in the tube, it looks like somebody was bleeding and went down it uh, into the clinic area below. The floor that you're on is, it's not like collapsing but you can feel that it is not as solid as it should be. And uh, you hear from behind you, underneath the rubble, you do hear a sound that could be a person. And uh, Leto has come down behind you and is trying to get between you and uh, and the rubble where the noise is coming from. I want to try to lift the rubble and position it between myself and Leto. Okay. What kind of action do you think that is? Uh... I think it could easily be skirmish or wayfair. Okay. Probably skirmish. I'm lifting heavy things. Yeah, that could actually that could work. I would say it would be like that or sunder, and I don't think sunder is your strength. So. <laughs> oh, I didn't even see a sunder on here. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, definitely skirmish. Okay. Um, yeah, with skirmish, so you're trying to like ward uh, Lido off as you are also moving the rubble. So uh, your position remains desperate. You are both trying to get to somebody and also not get gotten. <laughs> so um, <laughs> with skirmish, I'll say that this is a standard effect for you. Cool. It does not like me today. Wow. It does not like you very much. No. Okay. Uh, so you get the rubble up and from the uh, rubble, you see that there is there is definitely someone underneath this part of the rubble and you uh, are able to move the rubble into, but as you are picking it up uh, and attempting to maneuver it between you and Lido, Lido gets under your guard and you get, uh, let's see here, there's some consequences here. Mm, Okay, I I think it's just gotta be harm at this point is the logical one. Uh, So level three harm in this case. Okay, so Lido comes in and 
The issue with the battle that you had before is that, yes, you can meditate on it and remember things that happened in it, but so can Lido. And Lido saw where your heart is, and so Lido's knives are going there. So uh, the level three harm here would be uh, stabbed in the heart. I hope it's not too late. Uh, I think, you know, since Jojo never really carries any equipment, I think I will burn uh, my full load for the, the three heavy armor. Okay, uh, so let's see here. Armor, let's see, plus heavy. I think the heavy armor is two load. Is it two or three oh, okay. load? Um, I'm just going to quickly ask and see if anyone in the rules channel can answer. Oh, wait, no, it says three. Yeah, so it is three load. Now, like you said, so you'll you'll use your full load there uh, to yeah. do it. Okay, so yeah, you've got your heavy armor. What does the armor look like that you've got here surprising uh, Leto's? attack. Does it have to be a physical item or can that just be, you know, myself kind of flashing that spiritual armor? Uh, it says heavy polymer plates or energy shield uh, if necessary provides a few hours worth of oxygen. So, like, it's it's something heavy. So if it is flashing your spirit, it is something that would leave you depleted to do, if that's if that makes sense, because it takes up load. So it has to be yeah. like roughly equivalent to carrying that physical weight. Yeah, you know, maybe it, it is a sort of energy shield, uh, but instead of something standing, it's maybe something designed to, you know, kind of proc and then burn out uh, at point of impact. Okay, something that you have prepared, like for just such a moment, perhaps, uh, a technique. Okay, so the knives impact your your uh, your chest where it saw where uh, where Leto saw you inject yourself with the uh with the adrenaline last combat uh so what, what's the what's the visual i think it's uh right before the knife strikes it kind of slows down and then right before it can pierce it almost hits kind of like an invisible prismatic barrier and for a second the barrier flashes and you can see that it actually you know covers all of jojo but then it almost immediately fizzles out it's uh very much like a kind of like a one hit type thing okay um, so you do this, and it's very tiring for you. I think the, the rubble crashes down, not back on top of where it was, but like uh, to, to a different part to the side. So you can still see that there's there's clearly something under the next bit of, of rubble. And the knives that were meant for your heart, like they exploded when they impacted that. So uh, Leto is staggered back in this moment, and uh, they are scrambling to draw more knives from their knife belt. You have moments to act, Leto is on their back and there's a person something person behind you under the rubble behind you uh what kind of rubble is it is it something i could potentially wield as a weapon or is it just kind of like a big slab or something it's big slabs of something but i mean you could potentially wield it as a weapon it's the big slabs from the roof so it's like heavy fungus it's that red fungus with the white crosses on it. So I have the Tidebreaker ability, and I can push myself to perform a superhuman feat of physical force. Okay. Could I pick up the rubble and kind of like uppercut swing it at Lido to n- kind of knock them back up onto the roof? Yeah, you want to you team rocket them? <laughs> yes. I... <laughs> yeah, that sounds great. I, w- I would like to make the attempt. Sure. Uh, so yeah, it's uh, you push yourself for two stress there. And, uh, yeah, this is definitely skirmish. Like, that's skirmish. You're hitting them with a big weapon. Good thing all these desperate rolls leveled up my skirmish. (laughs) Looks like they did. Uh, Your position is uh, same here. Again, we're desperate and we're standard. Do you want to to use Harmony or take a Lotus Gambit? Uh, Yeah, I'll use Harmony. Do we still, I believe we have two because Reaching keeps getting those sixes to replenish it. Yeah, there's a Harmony harmony that you can use. You can roll an additional die for that. All right, let's... Let's try it out. There we go. Five. Partial success. Okay. Um, yeah, you do this. Uh, so just describe how uh, Lido gets blasted off again. I, I think in those couple of, you know, seconds of limbo there, uh, Jojo is struck with inspiration and realizes, well, Lido's trained against my punches and my spiritual energy, but they have not trained against just rubble. <laughs> so in a very kind of as fluid emotion as this can elicit, you know, they kind of almost like a downward dab, pick up the rubble and just, you know, kind of reverse the torque on their waist and swing it uh, up at Lido. I think uh, Lido is just drawing their knives and coming towards you. And in that moment, they get slammed and knocked up into the sky. And there is a, a bit of a twinkling, but it's not because they've flown too far. It's because something has ripped another hole 
in reality, which they fly through and it seals again behind them. And Lido has been removed from the scene. You turn back behind you to see there is indeed an injured person who was under the rubble. It looks like, you know, there, there's some blood coming out of them. They are making some uh, vague noises, but are not, they're not really conscious. I mean, they've just been crushed under a roof that fell in on them. But uh, this appears to be the only person up here who was trapped in the rubble. Great. Uh, Jojo will, uh, you know, like a bridal carry them as gently as possible, uh, you know, back down to the first floor where I imagine most folks are congregated. Okay. Um, I am also going to, as a consequence here, uh, create a negative clock and add three ticks to it. Uh, that's the desperate consequence. This negative clock is related to uh, how. Lido and whatever faction Lido is allied with are going to respond to this, uh, this defeat, or this momentary defeat. Uh, so it is going to introduce in the future when this clock fills a serious problem for you to deal with that will probably affect more than just Jojo. All right. You can resist this if you wish, or you can accept the, the clock creation. No, I'll accept the clock. This, this fits. Okay. I will make a note of that. Call it Lido Reprisal Clock. Okay. Yeah. So you, I guess, take this person to a clinic that's not in the midst of collapsing. Yes. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yes, with that done, uh, the mission is complete.